Welcome to Reuse on Replay with the Reusable Packaging Association. I'm Tim Debus with RPA. Our podcast features experts and thought leaders from around the reusable transport packaging industry in a conversation about reuse systems for the distribution of goods in the supply chain. Joining me is Michelle Fay, Program Manager for the public agency Stop Waste, which since 1976 helps businesses, residents, and schools in Alameda County, California, waste less, recycle properly, and use water, energy, and other resources more efficiently. Michelle talks about Stop Waste's role in waste prevention and offers examples where the organization's support led to the adoption of reusable packaging programs in the county. Stop Waste's long track record of impact for the benefit of Alameda County and its population of 1.7 million shows what can be accomplished by optimizing resources at the local level. Thanks for listening. I am pleased to be joined here today by Michelle Fay of Stop Waste. Stop Waste is a very unique, interesting organization really focusing on waste prevention in Alameda County. And Michelle, it's Fantastic to have you, uh, you know, in this discussion and participating as part of our podcast. Thanks, Tim. I really appreciate it. Well, let, let's start off and, and talk about the Stop Waste, an organization that has a longstanding role and, and certainly partnership uh, with the Reusable Packaging Association. And I still shake my head of all the great work uh, that uh, that the organization is doing. And tell me a little bit about Stop Waste as far as what it is, uh, what role it plays in, in waste prevention within Alameda County. Sure. Well, I'll start by sharing that uh, just a little background about Stop Waste. We're kind of a unique, small government agency, and we're in Alameda County. We're on the east side of the San Francisco Bay with uh, the cities of Oakland and Fremont. Those are our, our biggest ones. And we're tasked with essentially helping our residents and businesses make less garbage recycle better and more, and then use resources efficiently. Um, And what's kind of unique about us is our funding structure. So we're primarily funded by a fee that's placed on every ton of garbage that gets sent to landfill from Alameda County. So a portion of those funds come back to Stop Waste so that we can implement innovative projects with the goal of sending less waste to landfill and lightening our our load on the environment. So that's a little bit about our agency in general. And then what's wonderful is some of the waste prevention work we're able to do. And one of those is our Use Reusables project that we've been working closely with uh, the Reusable Packaging Association on for, for many years, I guess decades. Oh, that's right. No, thanks for mentioning that. And in fact, uh, Stop Waste has really taken the ball and run with that usereusables.org uh, website that originated from that uh, dual uh, collaboration that, that our organizations had, uh, as you mentioned, decades ago. Uh, and it's really grown up nicely. In fact, it's something that as I took a, a look at where it, it stands today, there's a lot of terrific and useful information on that usereusables.org uh, uh, website. Uh, not only has Stop Waste been able to uh, keep it up in terms of the content and its freshness, uh, but there's some really high quality of reference materials and resources on there as well. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, that was really kind of a partnership in developing that website. And I think one of my favorite parts is our success story map that we've built over time. 
um, where we've basically we've been able to populate with pinpoints all around the Bay Area and beyond various projects that we've helped to implement uh, reusable transport packaging. And many of those now include a lot of uh, details, but in a really digestible, fun way with a lot of photos attached to them to, to highlight the successes that these organizations are seeing with reusable transport packaging. So that's one of my favorites. I think we're up to I believe it's almost three dozen uh, case studies on the map uh, with with lots of photos and information. Well, it shows because I went there and my eyes popped out because I was expecting to see a map. And then it was all these push pins uh, that are on the map. Uh, so clearly, uh, there's quite a bit of great examples uh, that you've been able to work with and now highlight uh, in regards to waste prevention. Uh, looking at Stop Waste's overall mission, though, what waste is defined not here just in packaging, though. Uh, not you know, waste is water, energy, and I know food is a, a big part of the waste prevention activities as well. What what can you share as far as more of the broad uh, waste prevention activities covering uh, these areas in terms of helping the, the residents of Alameda County, you know, continue to improve on on source reduction uh, beyond packaging. Again, in all these other areas where conservation uh, becomes uh, so important uh, from a sustainability perspective, but also from a financial perspective as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for mentioning food in particular. Um, while we, we know packaging is a big problem in our waste stream, actually organics is the number one material still being thrown away in our landfills today. So um, that includes food scraps, food soil, paper, plant debris, yard trimmings. Um, that's the num When you combine all of that, that's the number one thing that people are putting in a landfill but really should have either been composting it or looking at how to make less of that waste. So that is a, a major focus area for stop waste. Uh, and a lot of that right now is being driven by the new state law, uh, Senate Bill 1383, which uh, essentially is helping fight climate change throughout the state of California by not only getting more food scraps out of landfill, but also, or by composting, but also by looking at ways to recover edible food to feed people instead of compost piles. Um, so there's a real big effort around that, um, not only supporting businesses with food recovery and composting, but also um, helping residents fight through some of those challenges when it comes to implementing their own um, food scrap collection programs in their kitchen. Yeah, food waste and the organics that you mentioned, uh, it's an eye-opener. It's not only is, is waste having an environmental impact from the disposal side, whether it's landfilled and, and methane production and all sorts of, uh, of contributions that it has as a waste material, if not composted and, and treated with, with other benefits to it, but also on the supply side as well, as far as the, the waste of food that is never consumed. Right. There's that statistic that uh, 30 to 40 percent of, of food that's produced is never consumed by either humans or animals. Uh, it actually goes into waste. And that that on the supply side also has a significant impact in terms of uh, you know greenhouse gas emissions and resource uh, consumption. Uh, so it's a, it's a double edged sword in the sense of of food in, in particular having uh, the impact, uh, adverse impact, uh, both on the, the the disposal side, but also on the supply side as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a staggering figure when we think about forty percent of our food 
that we produce is never consumed. It's, it's kind of sad to think about. And then you think about all of the energy inputs that went into producing that, you know, the water, the soil, the transportation, the production and uh, moving those goods to get to our kitchens to then just be thrown away. It's, it's, uh, it's tough to think about. So that is certainly a focus to see what is our agency's role? How can we support our community to do better? Right, right. And let's shift to, uh, for a moment on packaging, of course, which is our area of interest. And I think back of that, talked to the relationship of RPA and Stop Waste going decades as far as workshops and education seminars about uh, reusable packaging systems. And really the work that Stop Waste has done in advocating uh, waste prevention through reuse and refill models within Alameda County. You've made some ter tremendous uh, progress, but you're still at it at Stop Waste. You're still uh, advocating and providing resources uh, for reuse programs. And one in particular is uh, the grant uh, programs that you consistently run. This year, again, uh, up to $700,000 available to interested parties within Alameda County uh, to prevent waste. Uh, and to do that, there's several packaging initiatives or grant opportunities within that broader waste prevention grant program. Uh, can, can you tell me about the, that this particular program in which funding now becomes available to uh, pursue uh, you know, waste prevention initiatives? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, just kind of backing up a little bit, we know that we're not going to recycle and compost our way out of the problems that we have in terms of environmental impact and climate change. We're, we're really focused on moving upstream and preventing that waste in the first place. And our grants program is really a reflection of that. Uh, I was looking back at some notes and I believe it's about the past four or five years of our grants program that we've only focused on providing funding for upstream waste prevention and how that plays out in the specific focus areas for that funding has shifted over the years. Um, but it, the idea is, you know, we'd like to be able to take some of the funds that we have and give it back to the community to, to do their own work to shift upstream and, and prevent waste. So uh, we're really excited this year to have the, that $700,000 of funding available under five different grant focus areas. Two of those focus areas are specifically around equipment. So we have the reusable transport packaging as one of those. And we also have equipment to support the recovery of surplus edible food. So uh, refrigerators or freezers, for example, or insulated totes to help uh, keep food at temperature so that it can feed people instead of going to the compost bin. Um, and then the other three focus areas are general, just re supporting reuse and repair operations and infrastructure, general food waste prevention and recovery. And then our new focus area this year is supporting reusable foodware infrastructure so that we can get more um, services out in our community to wash dishes so that when you um, go out to eat somewhere, there's a you're getting your hot dog on a reusable instead of a disposable. Um, but what we found is that the infrastructure is, is still, you know, 
a nascent thing and we've got to build it up here in the community in order for us to have the option to switch to reusable. So that's where that grant funding is focused. Infrastructure being key in the recovery and the repurposing of, of reusable packaging or refillable bottles or, or whatever item that you're looking to uh, to uh, return the value uh, back and, and continue to, to use it. Is there a particular example that you like looking back at past grants in the area of packaging uh, that has been a success story in which uh, maybe the grant helps stimulate uh, the development of maybe it's part of the push pin uh, on the use reusables map as an example of uh, uh, of a story that uh, that eventually developed into you know a, su- a successful initiative for waste prevention in the, in the area of packaging. Yes, um, I hesitate there because it's so hard to pick just one. So I might do more. <laughs> okay, go for it. Yeah, more the merrier. Um, so, gosh, one of our earliest implementers of reusable transport packaging was Ghirardelli Chocolate. Um, so we're pretty proud to have them located in Alameda County. Uh, their their primary production facility is in uh, San Leandro. And we were helping them with their recycling and composting program. And and it became really apparent that there was opportunity to uh, reduce the amount of waste they were recycling even by switching to reusables. So um, what we did is we helped them switch to reusable plastic totes instead of cardboard boxes that they were using basically to move chocolate, uh, packaged chocolate squares around in their production facility for, you know, in various stages of packaging and production. Um, and what was really neat about that initial project is, well, first of all, the numbers are, are kind of staggering. I, I pulled up some notes here, so I'm, I'm cheating a little bit. I'm looking at my note, but um, they reduced 600 tons of cardboard waste per year. Uh, and that's just in their production facility. But then what's fascinating is that they also reduced 800 tons of food waste because of the product protection benefits of switching to the reusable tote. So it was actually more food waste prevention than it was packaging waste prevention through the use of reusable. So that was really neat to see that project. And then they had so much success and realized the benefits of that. They started looking elsewhere in their process and identified another opportunity. This time it was um, fiber drums. So they were uh, getting a, a real viscous ingredient delivered to them in these single-use fiber drums. And those drums had to be hoisted up with a forklift and carefully tipped over into an ingredient mixing vat. It was a very precarious situation there. And um, there was so much ingredient still left on the inside of that fiber drum. Um, that they were having to throw away. So not only was the drum going to landfill, but along with that ingredient as well, uh, being sent to landfill. And so through a grant from Stop Waste, we were able to help them switch to a reusable IBC model with a liner and a pumping system that was able to uh, squeeze every last drop of ingredient out of that container. And again, the amount of waste that was prevented 
um, or excuse me, the amount of food waste that was prevented was actually more than the packaging waste prevented through the reusable project. So um, that was just, I think, kind of a, uh, a groundbreaking project for us at Stop Waste and, of course, them at Ghirardelli, where we were able to say, you know what, this is really something to focus on and see if we can help other organizations in our county realize similar benefits. And I'm sure as they were preventing the food and, and its solid waste with the packaging, they're also realizing a lot of economic or financial benefits uh, in terms of their, their sourcing material and how they handle uh, you know, their goods through the supply chain. Uh, maybe they're able to get more efficiencies in, in the move of their ingredients into the, the finished goods. Uh, and so that's something that we continue to see is that you're steering one way with reusables to to maybe be more sustainable in your packaging initiatives and preventing waste. Uh, in this case, you're you're also finding that there's a lot of uh, economic opportunity uh, with the adoption of reusables. And a business like like Giardelli, I'm, I'm sure you know, came across and continues to find ways to to work reusables in for uh, the the business case uh, that they offer as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think through these grant projects or pilot projects, they're able to see the greater benefit of this work and it becomes a norm for their operations to always yeah. be looking for these opportunities now. Yeah. Uh, um, do you have okay. a, a second one? I uh, did, maybe yes. Example? <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking about this a little bit and, um, you know, one of the fun things to see is when there's a little bit of industry sector I don't know if peer pressure is the right word, but um, when you see various businesses in the same sector, seeing what their neighboring businesses are doing and wanting to see the same benefits, you know, they see their neighbor switching to reusables and seeing, oh, well, well, if they're doing it, I wonder, you know, what gains they're getting from that and could that benefit our business as well? And there's specifically a couple industries came to mind. The first one is small local, local farms. So we worked with one farm who was bringing, um, I don't know, a CSA, a term that everybody knows, community supported agriculture, okay. where you get a box of uh, veg veggies and fruit that's grown locally and, and they're delivered traditionally in a waxed cardboard box, either to a grocery store where you go and pick it up or it's delivered to your door. And uh, we worked with one local farm to switch to a reusable tote instead of those waxed cardboard boxes. And literally it was their neighbor, their neighboring business, or excuse me, their neighboring farm that saw these reusable totes in action and they wanted in on it. Uh, so we we implemented reusable totes to I think it was like three or four different local farms kind of all in the same general area, uh, because not only was were their customers happy with the reusable totes and not having to deal with the waste, but it also was easier for them to package. They didn't have the labor involved with having to build the boxes each time they needed to fill them. Uh, and then they had the savings over time. Once they had that upfront cost covered, it was um, an ongoing cost savings where they didn't have to buy those boxes anymore. So 
um, really successful. And then from there, what we saw happening was um, those farms were going to farmers markets. And then other farmers at the markets were saying, hey, where'd you get those totes? <laughs> and one of our greatest success stories to date is the um, Agricultural Institute of Marin. They actually run, I believe it's nine farmers markets throughout the greater San Francisco Bay Area. They saw the benefit of these reusable totes that they're essentially their community of farmers were, were seeing. And they said, you know what? We want to help the other farms at our farmers markets take advantage of these totes. And so they essentially submitted a combined, or excuse me, they submitted a grant application so that they could implement and administer a, a combined grant for all of their farms that come to them. So they receive the funding from Stop Waste, they purchase the reusable totes, and then they distribute them to the farms that come to their farmer's market. So uh, that pro program has been really successful. Close to um, 20 additional farms have been able to oh, wow. implement reusable totes through that partnership with um, the farmer's market organization. So, so that's the good kind of peer pressure, uh, right? Uh, as far as the aha moment of what's my neighbor doing, I need to investigate and get in on that. But it's also great in the sense that you're seeing it just started with one grower. It started with one person, one business, uh, and it was able to scale. It was able to accelerate into other businesses. And that's the one thing with reuse is, you know, getting into that volume or getting to that scalability where it becomes more advantageous from, from everyone, especially if you've got a collaboration of, of cleaning and other services uh, uh, with your particular containers. And, and from there, it, it's starting at the local level and it, and it builds. And that, that's something I think a lot of uh, interests uh, are with reuse and refill models is to you know maybe start locally you know start small but then allow it to to grow even organically from there in terms of people recognizing that there's a lot of benefit to be gained uh, from that reuse or, or refill system and it sounds like at the grower level uh, there in Alameda County that's that's what took place so I, I appreciate uh, you sharing that example yeah of course let, let me just look ahead at the next say couple of years and, and where Stop Waste is heading with such, again, great experience and, and, and great performance and track record uh, for preventing reuse in, in the county, uh, preventing waste uh, in the county. Uh, where do you see, uh, you know, the organization over the next uh, couple of years on its waste prevention uh, programs? What are you working on now? What may be in the pipeline that's exciting that you might be able to share today? Yeah, Absolutely. Well, I have to say that we continue to look for opportunities, uh, how we can support our community with the waste prevention. I think, as I mentioned earlier, the reusable foodware is an exciting new frontier for us. And it seems like our community is ready. You know, people are starting to, to get the sense that maybe recycling isn't the answer, or it's maybe not as straightforward as what we thought originally. There's been, you know, stories in mainstream media about our recyclables being sent overseas and maybe not actually getting recycled. And there's still a lot of question around that. And, you know, I think the overwhelming sentiment that we hear is, is people just, they want to do the right thing. And sometimes it's hard to really know what the right thing is. 
So the great thing about upstream waste prevention is there's no question that that is always going to be the best solution. You know, not using a disposable in the first place is where we can have the biggest impact. Um, And like we were saying also, that downstream disposition of what bin something is being put in is such a small piece in the overall environmental impact of what we're using. Really, it's about all the resources that go into producing something just to use it for such a short time. So that is really something that our agency is focused on is how can we move the needle? How can we shift the norms in our society so that, you know, when, I don't know, when you're in your kitchen going to eat dinner, you grab the reusable cloth napkin instead of the paper napkin. At what point is that the norm again? And how can we shift those things? Because it really, you know, it's a combination of small individual actions and then, you know, actions happening more at a state level or the producer manufacturer level, but it it all kind of comes together and works towards the same goal. Right, right. Well, it's terrific, and we, we certainly look forward to the, the continued progress uh, in the leadership that Stop Waste uh, offers uh, to Alameda County. Uh, the, the residents should be real thankful the work uh, that you do and continuing to drive forward, uh, you know, waste preventing solutions uh, within uh, the county. Uh, it'd be amiss if I didn't recognize Michelle the role you play with RPA as a judge for our annual Excellence in Reusable Packaging Award. Uh, we've got four judges. You are one of them and have served that role for the last uh, few years, uh, really helping us take a look at uh, examples and bringing those uh, case studies uh, forward so people can learn about experiences and reasonable packaging, much like you shared uh, earlier with uh, the examples provided. Uh, so thanks very much uh, for your support uh, and your continued uh, advocacy for uh, reuse and, and waste prevention uh, techniques. Uh, really appreciate it. And it was a pleasure talking with you uh, today. And thanks for sharing your stories. Oh, of course. I I really enjoy our partnership. I enjoy being a judge. That's so fun to learn about new innovative stories each year. And um, it's been so great to have this longstanding relationship with the RPA. And we really value that. We'll continue it for sure. And uh, thanks again for spending time with us. Thank you so much, Tim. I appreciate it.